Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Chris, what is your role with Tonga at the Rugby World Cup first? Uh, it's a pretty interesting question, really. So I'm part of the coaching group. Uh, we've got a really good uh, bunch of coaches here. Uh, led by Toto Kefir and I'm part of that group and I sort of smooth things out and fill, fill holes really. This Tongan team that you've got, people are saying and I think some of your own boys have said this is by far the strongest squad that you've ever been able to put together with the new eligibility laws. What have you seen um, But now that you're actually inside this team, you've seen the inner workings, what have you seen from, from these world class players that you've got? Uh, most of the boys I know anyway from New Zealand and Australia and, and stuff, but the, the, the one thing that you cannot get away from in a, in a team like Tonga is that there's a very deep spiritual connection in the group. And so, you know, whilst some of those guys were very good Wallabies or very good All Blacks um, historically, are now very committed to playing for Tonga uh, and there's a, there's a real passion to do that. A lot of these players we haven't seen in New Zealand for a very long time. Someone like a Charles Piertau who's been at the top of his game for, what, eight to ten years now but not on New Zealand shores. I mean, what can we expect from these players? What are they actually like? Uh, well, most of them, as you say, they've been around a while so we've, we've got a fairly ageing team and one of the problems for Tonga is that they need to find a way, like all the Pacific Islanders teams, to get younger guys to commit to their to their country, uh, which is difficult when there's you know very different financial and different opportunities for them. So uh, it is a bit ageing, but you know there's definitely some world class players, and you know Peter Arkey's been outstanding for Toulouse over the the last few years. Charles has been carving up in the premiership for, for Bristol. Um, you know, they're extremely talented players. Malakai, Fekatara at Wasps, Vi Fafita, Wasps and now at Scarlets. That, those guys are still incredibly good footballers. It's unbelievable when you actually lift, list off these names and that's not even half the players that you've got in your squad. Um, what about this draw that you've got, though? Ireland is your first game coming up this weekend. You've also got Scotland and South Africa. Can you make a dent in, in some of these top teams? Well, I think the thing, I think the thing that team is absolutely committed to trying to do that and, you know, Ireland are seeded number one in the world because consistently over the last period of time they've been they've won, consistently won the most number of big games mm. it doesn't mean they're unbeatable it doesn't mean that Scotland or South Africa are unbeatable but that's an incredibly to have you know it's well documented isn't it to have first second and fifth seeds all in one pool um, you do have to you know consider that it is a, is a tough pool but I, I think our guys just want to, you know, have an opportunity to to measure themselves against some very, very, very good teams. 
So tell us what we can expect from Tonga. Everyone always talks about the physicality. Do you see that at training uh, when these boys are going head-to-head against one another? Um, certainly when we have live sessions, I think rugby's changed probably for the better. Um, you know, our sessions are very organised and very controlled now. And so, you know, if we have live bone-on-bone training, it might be three lots of 90 seconds or, you know, it's it's pretty controlled and we shorten the distance down. But I don't think, I don't think anybody who knows um, Tonga or the Tongans will doubt that they'll bring a level of physicality. The question is always whether we can have some controlled physicality and we're well disciplined um, we stay within the bounds of the law and, you know, at the end of the day, whilst you can be physical, you've still, you've still got to work and I think, you know, our, our ability to work is going to be crucial. Talking about discipline, we saw a few cards uh, in the first round of the Rugby World Cup. What did you think of the first round? Who impressed you? Well, I think the game I probably enjoyed watching the most was probably the back end of the Wales-Fiji because that became that became a genuine contest. Mm. And when you look at... I think that was the closest closest game. And I think, I think one of the things that was disappointing, the games that we thought we might go to the knife edge probably didn't. I mean, um, New Zealand, you know, in the end... Um, the New Zealand-France game wasn't close in the end on the scoreboard nor was the South Africa-Scotland game nor was the England-Argentina game and they were they were seen as pivotal games for pool positions and actually none of them none of them were particularly exciting games except for that last little bit against Fiji and I think it's probably one of the challenges for the game at the moment is that it's it's too easy at the moment the way the rules are being interpreted and played. It's too easy to play or try and play the game without the ball. Yeah. And there's too much incentive to do that. So uh, I think there's a little tweak, a tweak or two need to, to get some optimism back into the game. And really, um, you would have to say that there's not a lot of teams that you'd sit there and say are playing with extreme optimism. So, in saying that, if a team that plays without the ball wins this Rugby World Cup, are you looking at South Africa, England, France? I mean, who do you think's in the box seat right now? Um, I think right, right now, if you look at the components of uh, physical, uh, the, the components of physical conditioning, at the moment, the way the game's being played, it's it's pretty much a power game. Mm. Um, you can have all the running legs that you like, but if you can't win collisions in the contact area, you can't control the tempo of the game, you can't, can't control the way the game's been played. So right now, c- collision is king. And so, you know, the teams that are relentless around that area tend to be the, the bigger, more physical teams. I would be really disappointed if a, a team that was incredibly physical... Um, but not very enterprising, ended up winning. I think France can be both. Mm. Um, they can they can be physical and they can be skillful. I think South Africa actually can be. You know, we tend to talk about their physicality because they are the the alpha physical team at the moment. But I think they've got some very skillful players uh, in there as well. 
and then you know then the, the rest of the teams probably either lack physicality or lack skill to to, to challenge I think now, I know you're busy, so you've probably got to get back to, to the Tongan team. Uh, but just finally, Stephen Donald's at the other end of the line as well. Uh, the last time you saw that man, have you got a message for him? Uh, yes, I probably have, um, but it shouldn't go on the radio, probably. But it's probably got something to do with mojitos and sleep. That is all. That's it. <laughs>